In today's episode of Script and Style, Dave and I are going to talk about stepping out of your comfort zone. Welcome to the Script and Style Show, the web show where we talk about web development with the people that make it happen. Today's episode is brought to you by TrackJS JavaScript Error Monitoring. Know when errors hit your website with the context to find and fix bugs fast with TrackJS. Start your free trial today at trackjs.com. Welcome to the Script and Style Show. I'm Todd Gardner from TrackJS and my co-host, David Walsh, creator of the popular blog, davidwalsh.name. How's it going today, David? It is cold in the Midwest, but I'm inside, toasty in my office. How are you? I am also frigid because my office is not as well insulated. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's it's not pleasant to be in the north right now. <laughs> you have you have a dog, right? Yeah, yeah. She okay. does. She does not want to go outside right now. Yeah, no, totally the same. I'm like throwing my dog into the snow to force him to go to the bathroom outside because I'm not into cleaning up messes in yeah, here. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. And you feel terrible doing it too, right? Because you're like, yeah. can you imagine? It's like, yeah, oh, I, I have to go to the bathroom. I wouldn't want to go outside in this. <laughs> I, I feel bad making her go outside in this, but you, you gotta. Your dog. Sorry. Right. That's how it is. My, I don't know. My wife might say the same thing to me, but. <laughs> well, that's not what we planned to talk about, but that was a fun piece of banter anyway. Um, let's move on with the show. Uh, so today we're going to talk about stepping out of your comfort zone and what, how do you deal when you are faced with new challenges, new technologies, new domains, new work. And this is something that you know a lot about, right? You, you've recently made the move from the web team or the, the debugger team at Firefox to the Android team to push the, this new Android browser that you're building. And that's, that's pretty new. Yeah, that's pretty fresh to me. It was a big step out of my comfort zone. Um, it's been a few years since I've had that step out of my comfort zone. So I thought it would be really cool to sort of review um, what goes well, what doesn't, how you can make things go better, and uh, just jump into it while I'm still in it. That's great. I think this is going to be good. So so how did, how did it happen? Maybe give us a little bit of background. So you just got a phone call one day, and it's like, hey, hey, you're going to work on Android now? Or was this something you sought out? Really good question. Um, So how it sort of happened was that the mobile team was looking for more help. Um, In order to hit an aggressive launch date, um, part of doing that is always sort of throwing people at the problem. And one of the areas that could use some help at the time was UI and user experience. So my manager knew that I was good in that department. His manager knew I was good in that department. And they thought the debugger is really stable right now. It's feature complete in as far as what we were trying to do at the time. Um, So why don't we give David the opportunity to move over and help these people? Um, We know that he doesn't have Android experience, but he has the, the UI and the UX and, you know, with anything, you can sort of learn the tech, right? But it's some of some of that stuff um, that comes from a talent perspective that that maybe they thought that would be a good idea. So you had no experience with Android before this, no? No, and to be completely honest with you, I had an active dislike of Android 
mm. um, that came both from personal experience and also from my time working on Firefox OS. You know, like one of the reasons why Firefox OS was built was because of the fragmentation issues with Android. So for example, um, there are what a million flavors of Android out there right now. And some get abandoned, some don't get updated, some are of lesser quality. Um, it all depends who's sort of developing that specific flavor of Android. And so the advantage of the Firefox OS browser, or I'm sorry, the phone was always that it's a browser, phone, everything within Gecko. So in order to update your phone, you needed to update the engine, which meant that all of the new features from that engine would be available on, on all of the websites, if that makes sense, right? It's just like you're constantly upgrading and the phone doesn't get better without upgrading. So like it was sort of like a built-in um, benefit. But like I said, I'd had a couple of Android tablets, which I didn't like. I knew that the Android, I'm sorry, the, the Amazon Fire Stick from years ago was built on Android and it was clunky. I've just always been an Apple guy. So coming over to the Android team sort of reacquainted me with Android, um, its current feature set, and you know how to how to build on it. So you're coming in to this new team with a technology you don't have a lot of experience with. Right. And in fact, you have a little bit of disdain for, but it's kind of like this is this is the situation. Um, how do you how do you get over that? Like what's how do you find the motivation and the confidence to like just just do it anyway? So I don't know that it must be sort of a personality trait, right? Like I started my blog without knowing how to blog without being a JavaScript expert, without being a CSS expert. And I just threw myself at it. And in the end, it ended up working. Um, I threw myself at Mutools and it just worked. Um, and I'm coming up on eight years at Mozilla now. And I've been on the MDN team, Firefox OS, web VR, um, Firefox OS for TV. Uh, I set up, the code review tool we have. I went to dev tools and now I'm on mobile, right? So every, I sort of jump at the adventure of making things work, especially within Mozilla, because I believe in the, in the company, I believe in the people. And I think that anytime an organization will pay you to like learn and, you know, just become smarter and more valuable, you should take every opportunity to do that. It's also, it's also, I guess I'd say it's also a good break from, you know, I'd been on the debugger for like a year and a half when I made this, when I made this, you know, sort of loan move to Android. And um, I wanted to be able to go away for a little bit and come back with fresh perspective on what I was working on before and to sort of fall in love with it again, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Having like a mental break from something can, uh, can kind of reinvigorate you. Like I, I've done that a number of times where I'm just feeling stuck in something I need to do with, uh, with code or with the business or whatever. And uh, often the right, the right decision is just to like walk away for like, for me, I can really only walk away for maybe a couple of days or a week, but just to work on something else kind of uh, lets your subconscious noodle on things and kind of resets your expectations. Yeah, totally, totally. So 
walk me through like your kind of mental acclimation to this new world. So it's day one Android team. What the heck am I supposed to be doing? Where do you start? It's a really good question. For me, it's always the most important thing to get to know the people on the team first, sort of understand their personalities, um, what role each person plays on that team. Um, because when you get the, the people mapping, you know where to go when you need help, right? And if you're starting on a new project, especially the new technology, a new code base, a new language, um, knowing who to get help from is important because you should be asking for help quite a bit in the beginning. Um, so, so that's sort of my first approach. The second approach, I guess I would say is using, um, using is the wrong word, asking around which bugs would be best for you to work on um, because you don't know the code base and the people whose team you're joining probably aren't expecting you to be the expert. And so making sure that you know the people, who to get help from, and what to work on, what are sort of like the easier bugs to work on in the beginning is a really important way to like boost your confidence in yourself and gain the trust of the new people that you're working with. And you think starting with bugs is the right, is the right thing. Like here's something that's broken, it should work. Here's what it should do. Make it do that thing. That's the, that's the right place to start because what, why is that the best? I think that's my personality, right? Like if I need to learn a new technology, I'm not one that, you know, buys four books and reads about how to do things in that language, in that technology. That's just not me. I'm a open up the JavaScript console guy and start typing things and heck on something until it breaks. And so <laughs> I'm like, I've always been the type of person that wants to jump in the deep end and just, you know, here it is. And you sort of learn along the way. Like, is that your personality too? Or are you, are you more of a studier beforehand? Um, I don't know that I'm, um, I would say I'm somewhere in between. Like I want to know what I'm getting into a little bit. And so I'll do some research and I'll look at some examples and I'll, I'll do a little bit of digging uh, before I jump straight into the code. So I know, something about something, but not exhaustively. Like, eh, I'll spend a couple of minutes reading over some things, figure out how to get something up and up and online, read about how somebody else had done it, and then I'll jump into the console and start hacking. I won't like, you know, memorize how to do something before I start. Uh, that's pretty smart. That's way smarter than me because I think that- Not, not at all, not at all. Like, I th well, I you think- you have the personality that you can just get in there and explore and deal with, um, like not knowing anything for a while, like more power to you. Like, that's awesome. I still don't know anything, but <laughs> I think that, I think that I like carrying my enthusiasm into fixing things, if that makes sense, right? Like if I need to fix something and I need to do a, a bunch of research or reading or whatever ahead of time, I lose steam. You know, I like to carry that energy or that, like I said, enthusiasm right into diving in. Yeah. And that works for work sometimes. And sometimes I wish I would have taken your approach of reading more up front. 
yeah, th there's that's definitely the 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 kind of signal for me of when I need to switch and start getting into it is when I start getting bored of like understanding it. Like when I'm like, yeah, all right, I've read, I read this. I know, I know how this, it's time to, I'm tired of reading. I'm tired of watching. It's time to get into it. Uh, and so, you know, keeping that enthusiasm high, I think is definitely important. So, okay. So you, you picked a bug. You're like, all right, here's the thing I need to do. I've talked to a few people. You're off to fixing it how like what do you do what do you do is it there uh, are you trying to fix it on your own are you like working with others like how do you how do you you know work on that every day so i think that my first approach is always talking with someone smarter than me um about how how they would go about fixing it and where i should look that's always the first thing um but i also try and be really respectful of other people's time and so I always try and bang my head against the table a few times trying to fix it myself. Um, so I'm, so I'm not, you know, making someone hold my hand so that they can get their work done as well. Um, but I feel like I am pretty good at reaching a point where I'm going, this isn't working. I'm not getting anywhere. I need to ask for help. And sometimes that's just a question on Slack, but other times the, the big first feature I worked on for the new, Firefox browser was a tab tray. So I didn't go in this case into just fixing bugs because I didn't have the full context of everything that was going on around it. I started on a new feature right away, which I think was actually really nice, right? Because I don't need to learn the history of this thing or that thing, or um, it broke because they tried to fix this thing, which broke that thing. Um, you just start out with a new feature blank canvas and you start building. Now for something like that, I did a lot of pair programming, which was really important because I couldn't, I just wasn't going to have the skill set to do that by myself. Like mm -hmm. just simply put, the nice thing about doing that is while we were pair programming, um, the person that I was pair programming with was able to give me tips and pointers about the code base itself in the structure of other features so that I wouldn't get done building this thing. And at the end of it, someone say, oh, that's not how we do it. We do it like this. And you have to end up like starting all over again. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was really important too. And I guess lastly, the first, the first tip I usually give new people who join a team that I'm an expert on is to open up pull requests early, very early in the process as work in progress patches. And that way we can catch any issues early on. So I submitted the patch for this feature very early, but I kept building it and building it and building it. And that gave people around me the chance to check it out and, you know, correct anything or share ideas or have the other UX or UI people share ideas as well. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Um, getting that feedback early on and throughout the process can help, uh, kind of reinforce the patterns that you should be learning uh, in dealing with a new stack. Uh, I have a, so like over the last two weeks or so, I've been working on like uh, not code things. I've been working on uh, recording a new demo video for Track.js. And nice. I, don't do, I don't do a lot of video work. Um, I mean, this is really informal. We're just recording a, a Zoom meeting, but like this is like a little bit more professional. And you know, I deal with like lighting and sound and telling a story. And like, that is not 
uh, not where my skill set lies. Um, and I found a lot of like pressure and, and it, you know, when I first started, I thought, oh, I'm going to do this in a day. Yeah, I'll just take today and I'll record a new demo. And it's now been like a week and a half and I'm still like fighting through this. Um, and so like just forgiving yourself or not forgiving, but like accepting that you're not going to be fast at something and you're going to make a bunch of mistakes, uh, I think is important to succeeding in new things. Because there were there were quite a few times I was like, oh, fuck this, I'm done. I, I don't want, I don't want to do it. I'm going to go find somebody else to do this for me. But, but no, like you got to, you know, just say, you know what, this isn't something I'm good at, but I'm going to be good at it. I just got to keep trying. Yeah, I agree. But taking a step back, as we spoke about, I was asked to do this thing that I wasn't comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you make the decision as the business owner of TrackJS to put yourself in that position? Well, it's kind of the default as a small business. So like we built a new website for TrackJS and one of the things on the website was like request a demo. And what that uh, basically was is you'd hit request a demo and it would send me an email and give you a link to like schedule a live demo with me. And what I was seeing is a lot of people clicked that link. A lot of people wanted a demo, but nobody was scheduling it. Nobody wanted to like take time and have like a real one-on-one with a person. And a lot of people were giving me bogus email addresses. So they didn't really like, they didn't really want to talk to a human being, but they wanted to see how it worked. Right. And so I was like, well, all right, I should have a video. I should just have like, here's the stuff I would talk about. Let's record a video. Let's make it available so people can see it. Right. And I don't know if it's like a super good idea. Like I don't, I don't know what level of formality it needs to be. I don't, I don't really know. And so being that it's our business and, and our product, like it kind of falls on me to do it. If I want something, I got to do it or I got to go pay somebody to do it. And um, what I found was when I hire other people to do something, if they're the kind of person that already knows what I want and can like translate my thoughts into it, they're really, really expensive. <laughs> uh, if I can give somebody a lot of direction, I can find great contractors everywhere. The trouble is, is I didn't know what I want. I like, like I'm totally new to this. I don't know enough um, to pay somebody else to do this for me. So I kind of need to do it myself. If for nothing else, I need to know what I want it to be. Right. So it kind of comes down to, you're going to have to slap your head against the wall for a while and figure out what does it take to make this work well. Sure. Okay. Very cool. How, how far done do you think you are right now? I have the first two minutes, I think done. And uh, I sent it out for some feedback and I got some notes on it. Um, and overall everything was positive, just a handful of tweaks. So I think I'm, I think I'm probably another two or three days out. I need to do a little bit more filming. I need to reshoot a few things. Um, but I think I'm close. I think I'm almost there. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling optimistic <laughs> that I understand this problem and I know how to fix it, which we usually when I get this feeling in a code situation, like, oh, I, find, I understand the algorithm that we need to implement or I understand how this technology works. 
usually we're not that far from solving it. That's cool. And I'm, and it sounds, you know, like me, you were just willing to dive into it um, despite any fear reservations you had. So it sounds like we're on the same page there. And yeah. in both cases, it's working out. Yeah, I think so. I think it'll work out. <laughs> Knock on wood. Okay. Um, I think that's our show unless you have, uh, have another story to tell about this. No, I think in the end, what's really important to me is that people make sure that they put themselves in these positions. Yeah. Um, the, the biggest, I guess the biggest um, piece of advice to give people confidence and to, to do something like this is um, number one, you need to believe in yourself that you can learn something new because we can always learn something new. Number two, it's going to be exciting because new things are exciting and you're going to learn and you're going to make yourself, if anything, more valuable to both your current employer or a future employer. And lastly, the biggest thing in the world is that the people around you want you to succeed. So they're going to be your biggest cheerleaders while you do this. You're not stepping into a lion's den of people waiting to eat you alive. They want you to succeed because if you're working on the same project, it helps the project to succeed. So I guess my main takeaway is that I was very scared of making this jump for six months. Um, but in the end, it, I've met some really awesome people. I think that I've been able to contribute to it. And I think that in the end, I'm going to be very happy with my time on this, on this new, new venture. How about yourself? Todd? Yeah, I would echo those, those statements. Um, I think you have to throw yourself into new things and I know it's uncomfortable and it, it sucks sometimes and you feel like an idiot, but that's the only way we get better. And that's the only way you, you add to your skill set of things that you can do. If you only do the same thing over and over and over again, eventually the world will pass you by when that thing that you know how to do isn't, isn't as valuable anymore. And so you always got to keep learning new tech, keep learning new, new skills. Don't limit it to tech, like get out there and like, Record a video of yourself doing something fun. Um, share your knowledge. Uh, learn how to podcast. Learn how to blog. Learn how to do graphic design. Learn how to do something else just to become more, more rounded. Uh, because the more things you can do, the more the bigger problems that you can solve. Because right. the more most, most problems in life aren't just technology problems. You got to take technology and match it with design and match it with education and match it with use cases and match it with marketing and figure out how to put all of these things together to build something that is valuable for the world. Yeah, I agree. It'll be good for you. Step out of your comfort zone. Absolutely. All right. So thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Um, uh, if you have ideas for what we should talk about, who we should interview, please let us know. I'm at Todd H. Gardner. I'm at David Walsh Blog. See you next time. The Script and Style Show is recorded and produced by David Walsh and Todd Gardner. We'll see you next time on Script and Style.